Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know, your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know, a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome to Fear It Goes, the podcast all about taking your fears with you and doing it anyway. I'm your host, Brandi Taylor. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to Fear It Goes. We are talking today about some NLP. Really, we're talking about reframing, because I think this is something that's really pertinent in what's happening right now around the world. We are inundated by massive floods of negative information. I can't tell you, I, in the beginning of this pandemic, and I started reading stuff back in, I don't know, January, February, when things were really, really starting to evolve in China. I was following things back then. And I've followed things to the nth degree since then. However, recently I made a very conscious choice probably over the last week and a half, made a very conscious choice to stop following the news. I literally would check the John Hopkins map on an every couple hours basis, which is almost obsessive, <laughs> just looking at numbers and stats and seeing where things are, are, seeing where things were, and then also reading copious amounts of information. And really, all you're reading is the same stuff regurgitated mostly, and then you read some stuff that's way out there that's just misguided information. And it's a lot of sad. It's a lot of frustrating. It's a lot of anxious. It's a lot of fear. It's feeding a very specific mindset that is absolutely unhealthy for you. And guess what? You're locked up. <laughs> Un- I don't think there's anybody on this planet that isn't in lockdown of some sort. We are seeing countries with martial law in place to make sure that people stay home. So isolation for us right now is our norm. It's a shitty norm. It's one we're not used to. And it's thrust upon us due to a life or death potential experience. So how do we reframe this? I said I was going to talk to you about NLP. NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. And it's just our ability to reprogram our subconscious mind. We have patterns in play. Now, when we're in fear, which is what's happening, if you're reading the paper all the time, you are constantly feeding the fear center. And what your fear does is it puts your body on full alert, ready to go to take action in some way. But it also does not allow you to be creative, does not allow proper hormonal balances in the body. It doesn't allow a lot of normal neurotransmitter responses to happen because you are in fight or flight. You have cortisols running through you instead of some neurotransmitters like oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin, anything that brings joy to us. And there's a whole bunch of neurotransmitters that are 
constantly being regulated based on where we're thinking from, which center, and how our gut is working. And our gut is being signaled sometimes by the brain and sometimes our gut is signaling the brain. Either way, if these neurotransmitters aren't being signaled or aren't being produced because we're under constant stress, it poses a serious issue for us to be able to process things. So when you go into fight or flight, okay, so first things first, let's talk about the news. Please stop watching it nonstop please. (laughs) For your own mental health, please stop doing that. It is not going to take you down a road mentally or physically that's going to help you in the long run. So what you feed your brain, what you feed your mind, think of it like a garden. What I am constantly planting in there will grow and flourish. So if I am constantly planting negative, fearful thoughts, guess what I'm growing? constantly growing negative, fearful thoughts. And I don't want that for you. And I know you don't want that for you. And over a long period of time sitting in your house, that's definitely not what you want for you. Right now, I think that this is bigger than the pandemic we're facing. I think we are about to face a mental health pandemic. We are facing a financial pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, this one's a big one. World economy in chaos right now. And I think we're going to see Uh, relationship pandemic as well. So think this, when we are in isolation, when we are in confined space with very, very limited access to anybody else, but very few, it puts everything under a microscope. So if you and your partner are very loving, very supportive, and everything is functioning well in the relationship, it will just amplify that. Yay for you, that's amazing. If, however, you and your partner were already under strain before you went into this isolation, a lot of times what happens is that just amplifies. And especially if you don't have the tools and you don't know how to actually process the problems that you're facing with each other. Our problems in relationships are often just the inability to be able to communicate because we've lost that skill somewhere along the way. Now, I can tell you from personal experience, the demise of my marriage was obviously this communication breakdown, but really what it boiled down to was patterns at play. So we both got into old patterns and patterns are literally our programming. And that's what we're talking about today is our programming. What you start with, what your normal is. We've spoken about this in previous episodes where your normal is whatever you were brought up with. It doesn't mean that it's healthy. It doesn't mean that it's not. It just means it's your normal. So if I saw my parents fighting all the time, that was my normal. That's what I now take forward into my adult life as normal. Rationally, I don't think that. From a logical standpoint, I don't think that. But my subconscious does. So it seeks it out. Right? So when patterns come into play, a lot of things go sideways. And we can't communicate properly unless we learn the skills. I swear to God, I think there's much better skill sets, life skill sets that should be taught in school that should be mandatory. (laughs) Absolutely should be mandatory. Communication skills are one of them. Like truly being able to communicate with each other, being able to remove yourself from the emotional attachments that you have to whatever you're discussing, because we get so charged in our, I'm right, or 
but you need to see my side or I need to prove this to you. They're all patterns. They're all patterns and they're us standing in what? Our rights? Not necessarily. Relationships under the microscope and this is where a lot of them fall apart. China is experiencing the highest divorce rate ever since the pandemic because you've got people who were in lockdown, of course, and there were already problems in the relationship, but they could hide from them when they were at work or when they were out doing other things because we can. You can't hide from it when you're stuck in it all the time. So this is one of the biggest problems I'm seeing and I'm very concerned about when it comes to how we come out of this pandemic. The relationship with your kids too falls in, under this roof, right? I, I look at the things that my kids and I have done since we've been stuck in our house together. <laughs> and honestly, some of it's been pretty amazing. We've been working really hard on building a very solid foundation for the relationships that we have because we want good relationships and we've had discussions around what we want from the relationships with each other. And so we work towards them. So for us, this has been actually a really good time. We've had moments, don't get me wrong, everyone will, but it's how you manage those moments and what you do with them. So that's kind of the relationship side. And then of course, the mental health side is please stop watching the news. Start feeding yourself things that really genuinely put good seeds in your garden, right? So do things that make you laugh. Do things that make bring you joy. A girlfriend of mine has been painting up a storm. And honestly, she, I don't know if she realizes how incredible an artist she is, but she is. And she's been painting. And I, I wrote this weekend. I have not written a poem or something of this type in probably 20 years. It's been a, f oh my God, it's been forever. <laughs> and I literally sat down Saturday morning last week and just wrote until the kids woke up <laughs> and broke the writing session. But it was pretty amazing what came out of it. And I promise I will actually read that to you when it's done. Or I'll put it up somewhere and I'll set up a link for it so you guys can see it. I, I think I'm going to record it. So I'm going to read it. But it was a really powerful moment where I just felt completely connected and inspired. That's not sitting in fear. That's not sitting in fear at all. Creativity never, ever coincides with fear. One must be released. You can't be in two states at one time. I can't be angry and happy at the same time. I can't be super depressed and joyful at the same time. You are in one of two states at any given time. However, those states can go back and forth within seconds. So what are you feeding your mind and how are you doing it? I'm telling you, workout. It's another thing. We talked about a lot of things you could do for your health in the health series. And one of them, if I didn't discuss this, I should have. And I am actually going to bring someone on to discuss some of the wonderful things you can do while at home to keep yourself physically active or to keep your weight stationary, to keep it the same, to maintain it so that you don't gain a whole bunch of weight at home. Okay, so speaking of, this is a funny story. So last week, my kids are with me and I'm like, okay, I want them to do workouts with me because I want them to be physically active too because these two beautiful little boys are very physical beings as most children are or most children can be and they usually are playing sports but we're inside. So... I said, okay, I want you guys to do these workouts with me. They're quick, high intensity, um, 15, 20 minutes, and then we're done. Okay. So, you know, in and out, no big deal. <laughs> oh my God. Like herding cats, like herding cats. 
two boys. They are just about 12 and the other one's 13. And I'm telling you, my just about 12 at least tried to follow what we were doing. My 13 year old was such a gong show and he's, they're both athletic kids, but he was such a gong show that 20 minute workout ended up being like 45 minutes. And it was a lot of me reteaching and still, oh my God, it was painful and a huge struggle. And my first thought was, holy sh, I'm not doing this again with them. This is torture. That was my first thought. And then I went, whoa, 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 whoa. This is an opportunity to teach them something that's going to be very good for them. Keep them active, which is going to be good for them. And they will learn it if I stick to it. Let me tell you, that was not the easiest decision I've made. <laughs> because it is patience that I didn't want to offer in that moment. <laughs> I didn't want to offer it. But I really, really, what's the big picture? What's the big goal? So when we're talking about reframing, what is your big picture? What do you want from this time? I'm looking at a lot of people. We're talking about pivoting and businesses and what do you want? How do you want your business to look? Right? So I've seen some great pivots, simple things. And this could actually, when things go back into a, our old, it won't ever go back to our old normal, but it'll go back to some resemblance of that. When we move back into our new norm, this could be a brand new revenue stream for some of these businesses. So I look at restaurants who have been annihilated. And a great way for them to pivot is to be able to create something that people can have delivered to their home, but still have that experience of being out. So I really love fine dining. Who doesn't, right? Like it's amazing food. And there is a really great restaurant up by me that has done exactly this. They call it Date Night Inn. And they pair your wine um, or pair your drinks and send it all as a beautiful little package for you to enjoy on your date with your partner in-house or whatever, or with your kids. <laughs> Who knows what your circumstances, or maybe it's a date with one, just you. And honestly, that's okay too, because being by yourself in isolation is tough. So do things that are loving for you. Again, create those seeds in your garden and fertilize them. Give them lots and lots to work with. Give that soil lots and lots to work with so that you have something really amazing that is blooming for you. Okay, so that's pivoting. Some simple, simple pivots within the business that already was doing what it was doing, right? It's just, it's just taking it slightly different and now is making, still making money and still open. There's so many restaurants here that have shut down, like completely shut down. Their doors are closed. Will they reopen when this is done? I don't know. That's six months it could be before they get to open their doors again. And then when they do, will it be limited capacity? Probably so. So what does this mean for businesses moving forward? We need to think outside the box. I thought it was pretty amazing when I saw the company that took their scuba masks and made them into ventilators. I was like, that is just a beautiful pivot. Talk about blue ocean. So when it comes to you, mental health, obviously, workout, very, very much, very, 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 did I say that enough times? Very, <laughs> very, very important for your mental health, workout, do something that moves your body. Meditation, I cannot ever say this enough, go inward to experience outward, go inward to experience outward. There are so many cool, 
free meditation programs offered right now. If you guys are interested in a meditation program with me, I would happily offer you a five-day meditation group or something like that um, where I teach you how to meditate and um, and then we could just do, I, I really don't, we've talked about this before, I really don't like guided, but I would give you relative guided in the beginning so that you get started. And then you'd learn how to do this on your own. And seriously, it just is so much power you discover within. And this will change your whole world. Okay, so meditation is another, obviously. These are self-care tools. Do something that makes you laugh every day. If it's watch some silly cat videos or um, my kids love the animal videos. They think they're so funny. And honestly, I have to admit, they came across one a long time ago that was a goat talking to its owner. And honestly, it's the most hilarious video I've ever seen. I love it. I go to it sometimes as my, I need a little pick me up or I go to inspirational videos or podcasts or books or tools like that. I am always lifting myself always. It's important that we learn to do this for ourselves and not rely on others to pick us up. There are going to be times you will need some others to help pick you up. But the more you learn to do this on your own, the more powerful and empowered you feel. So I want to talk about words that you're using right now. We're going to talk about some reframing. So pay attention to these few words. There's only a few of them I want you to really, really pay attention to. They are can't, try, should, need, bad, and wrong. Okay, so we've got six words here. These are life-changing words. These are absolutely disempowering words, and I'll tell you why. Can't means won't. Can't means won't even try. Can't means I'm literally shutting the door in my mind from that opportunity or that option. So I can't. My brain goes, okay, on to the next thing. And you literally will never do it. I can't because. If you're becausing yourself all over the place, oh, it's not benefiting you. (laughs) Try. Hello, Yoda. Love that guy. There's actually some really interesting things that came out of the Star Wars movies when it comes to philosophy and very, very solid truths. Try is is a disempowerment word. We don't try. We do or we don't. And we have an outcome, right? I do something. I have an outcome. It may be what I want. It may not be what I want, but I'm doing it. I don't try to score. I shoot at the net and I either score or I don't, but I am doing something. I'm always doing something. So I'm going to try. No, you're going to do or else you're not going to do. Do or don't. Should. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. I teach these things and there are emotional attachments with each one of them. Should is all attached to a guilty feeling. I should have done that. I should this. I should that. I'm shooting all over the place. Could and would, but are about regrets. I'm carrying forward something that I could have done. I should have done. I would have done, but there's regret in that. Or there's excuses in that, but there's a disappointment to us. These are disempowering words. If we remove them, we will find so many more empowering words to replace them with. 
Kadashitawuda. So not our practical, helpful words. Then we have need. I need to this. I need to that. I need to this. My constant list of things I need to do, right? Adds a lot of anxiety. Adds a lot of pressure. I'm going to do this. Much more empowering, right? Then I need to do this. Again, it's a reframing. I want to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm excited to do this. Instead of I need to do this. Bad and wrong. This is us with perception, putting a lens on something. Things aren't bad or good or right or wrong per se. They just are. So when we look at life, this pandemic, for instance, it's happening. We have no control over this happening. We do have control over the way that we are responding to it, the way that we are experiencing it, and the way that we are going to move through it. That's all within our own control. We can't control what is. It feels bad because we don't like it. It's funny because there's been a lot of quotes come up over the last little while or a lot of attention put on some of the greatest works of Shakespeare, Isaac Newton, um, different creators in the world and how they were able to use things like their moments of isolation and plague to really be able to create. My friend and I are talking about this the other day about how back then there were no TVs, there was no radio, there was nothing to distract them. They had isolation in its purest form. You're by yourself and maybe with a few people with not much to do. And the doing part for you beautiful men out there, that's a big part of your psyche and your physical and mental well-being, your testosterone. And you pump that up by doing this is why you guys are problem solvers and solution finders, and you're always offering that. Women, we tend to go more into the, I need to talk about these things, because that's the way we boost our estrogen, which helps us from a mental state to be healthy, right? But I digress. That goes back to relationships and things that we can do to really help our partners. And just a quick aside on that note, if you want something that's really going to help your relationship, and I'm not kidding, if you want something that's going to really, really help your relationship because you're struggling in this time, get the book, Women Are From Venus, Men Are From Mars, or whatever, however that goes. John Gray, he's brilliant. He really, really does understand hormones in the body and how they affect your mental state and you as a couple and what that means. So ways you can boost each other and really, truly get what you want from your relationship, including a nice, healthy, yummy, it's well worth the read. And if you're single right now and you're looking for a partner, I, again, cannot recommend that book enough because it is genuinely going to help you moving forward with all relationships. Just a little aside. So back to the bad and wrong. Again, it's perception. So if I just look at a situation for what it is, there's basically no emotion involved in what I'm looking at. It just is. This is happening. I don't feel anything towards it, right? Take your emotions off the table. Then you see it for what it is. And every single experience we have, failure or not, the outcome we like, the outcome we don't, has nothing to do with good or bad. It's just that we like it or don't. We experience it through our lenses of, I like this. It's good. It's, it makes me feel good. It raises me up or it makes me feel shitty. It's all based on how we feel through these things. It's not good or bad. It just is. But every single experience we have is about the lesson we're learning 
Failure is the same thing. There's no such thing really as failure unless we stop. That's the only failure we have is that we quit. Every failure is about the lessons we have to aspire to the next level, the next level, the next level. To reach the next level. That's it. Isolation's no different. It just gives us a very amplified view. So right and wrong is again about perception. It's my spin on whether this is right or wrong. And I can't tell you, oh, some of the interesting conversations I had with people and some of my closest friends over this, over these last few weeks. And it really, again, it's amplifying our belief systems. And there's moments when I have to go, you are very much entitled to your opinion, just as I am. And I'm not going to judge you or or condemn you for your opinion, but I'm going to recognize it as that because it feels wrong to me. (laughs) And there have been moments when it was pretty heated and I was like, wait a minute, I understand that that's your opinion, but you, right now, I don't have to, I don't have to own your opinion. It's your opinion. And you don't have to impose that on me. And whether you impose it or not, I don't have to take it. I can just say thanks, but no thanks. I know the concept kind of feels a little crazy to say that, right? But it's very, very helpful. And especially if you're coming from a space that's not being malicious or not being rude or disrespectful. It's just like, thank you so much for your opinion. I understand that that's your opinion. I have a different one. And I respectfully hold the space for your opinion, but I don't need to own your opinion. Thank you. All right. So reframing. This is a big part of it, too. One of the best things you'll ever do for yourself. So we talked about the big six disempowering words. And I have a, I actually have a full list of words that are absolutely disempowering words. They don't serve you in any way. So definitely time to dump them and replace them with things that do empower you. Now, one of the biggest gifts I'm going to leave you at the end of this, which is right now. When we talk about reframing, this is the difference between success and failure more often than not. Okay, and I just use the word failure after telling you it's just an opportunity to learn lessons and to get you to the next level. So take this as a gift it is. (laughs) And that is this. When I start going down my negative spiral, okay, so I start thinking about something. And then I'm thinking about my spouse or I'm thinking about a comment someone made or I'm thinking about the way my kids are acting or whatever the case is. I go into my little negative spiral. What am I doing? Am I actually doing something that's productive to me and moving me forward in any way that I'm going to appreciate down the road? Or am I going to look back on that and go, oh, what was I doing? Or am I just going to, or am I going to sit in oblivion and continue the pattern? No, this is us here at Fear Goes. We're all about awareness, right? So let's get aware. When you catch yourself going into your stories, into somebody else's like pointing a finger, blaming somebody else, looking at someone else. This is a big, big clue. If you're looking at someone else and you're mad at them, there's something in there for you. But that's not the story for today. That's not the conversation for today. The story or the conversation really right now is about reframing. And it is to take your thoughts out of what you don't want and put them back into what you do. Reframe, refocus, put your focus back on what you want. This is why the very beginning of most coaching programs should have an element of true goal setting or what you want. 
I the beginning of mine is called clarity and it's all about getting really 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 clear on what you want and then setting your brain in motion to actually get it because there is tools we can utilize within ourselves that absolutely perpetuate success instead of pulling us back into the negative mire that holds us from that success so reframe back into what you want go oh I'm doing it again okay what do I really want here? Do I want this relationship to be a disaster? Because that's what I'm thinking about disaster. I'm putting those seeds in my garden, right? No, I don't want that. Okay, so what do I want? I want a happy, healthy relationship. So I'm going to think about a happy, healthy relationship. I'm going to think about some good stuff. Or I'm going to re, I'm going to refocus on something else completely. What do I want? I want to have a nice day today. I'm One of my favorite sayings ever is something spectacular is going to happen for me today. What might that be? I'm so excited to see how the day unfolds. Reframing the way that you view your time inside is going to make a difference with one, how you experience it in general, whether you're happy or miserable, whether you're anxious or not. And it also is going to play a big, big, heavy role in how things are when you get out and back out in the world. Because this will come to a close. We will see an end to this pandemic. It will, unfortunately, we'll see big waves of this on and off for the next some time. But we will see it come to an end. And how do you want to be when you come out of this? I love leaving you guys with things like this. What do you want to be when you come out of this? Who do you want to be? It's one of the best questions you could ever ask yourself. Who do I want to be tomorrow? What are the best attributes I carry today? What are the best character traits I carry today? And how do I want to amplify those? Or what new ones do I want to take on? Who do I admire and why? Because it's things in them you see that you want to see within yourself. This kind of ties in a little bit to last week's too, talking about the superhero within, right? There are amazing things within you just waiting to be unleashed. Often we need to reframe because it's so easy to get caught up in the very loud external world. And this one right now is screaming at you. (laughs) And it's not fun sitting in your house 24-7. So find ways to make it fun. Find ways to turn that perception around. What can you do or not do? So in the case of not do, you can stop watching news 24-7. You can stop looking at pessimism porn, right? When the financial crisis happened in 2008, we literally followed everything. We knew it was coming. Pessimism porn. And that's, it's it's fear-based and it's feeding a center that doesn't allow you to think properly. So that's things you could not do. And things you can do are connect with those you love. Tell them that you care about them. Take the emotional baggage out of it and have a real discussion. Do things that bring you joy. Sit down and write something, paint something, create something. Whatever it is that is your thing. I'm a writer, which I never knew before. I'm a painter. I'm a sculptor. Um, I'm a creator. So I'm happiest in those moments. Do something that brings you joy that is true to yourself. Ask yourself, 
What do I want to be like when I come out of this? How do I want to grow from this? Because you can. This is an amazing opportunity to be a bigger, better part of you. Instead of a more frustrated, feeling helpless. Because that's all fear-based. Feeling helpless is fear-based. That's your, that's your amygdala at its finest. I know that you guys strive to be much bigger beings here in the world. I know you do, or you wouldn't listen to this podcast. So think on these things, write them down, have them posted up today. I'm going to do something that's going to, that's going to allow me to be more patient. I'm going to embrace all those moments with my kids because it's teaching me patience. I'm going to have a discussion with my spouse because it's going to expand my ability to love and be compassionate. See where I'm getting at? How do you want to grow? Who do you want to be? How can you reframe your thoughts? What words can you replace disempowering words with? And seriously, I want you to to do this for like two days or three days. Since you're at home, this won't be that hard. Check that list of six words. Every time you use one of those words and do it with the whole family. It's actually a very interesting exercise. Do it with the whole family. Every time someone uses one of those words, have, have them do something. They have to be, they have to do something for somebody else in the family, or they have to do jumping jacks, or there's some there's something that they have to do as a outcome to using a word that is absolutely hurting them. And then replace that word with something empowering. I am are truly the most powerful words you will ever use, ever. I am preceded by whatever it is you want to be. I am bold. I am courageous. I am loved unconditionally. This is a big one for my kids. We have little things that we say on a daily basis. I am loved unconditionally, no matter what. Doesn't matter if I screw up or not. Shoulda, coulda, what is? Who cares? Take that with you. I'd love to hear how you guys are experiencing your time. Some of the biggest struggles you guys are facing right now. I'd love to address that please send me comments over at fearcoast.com backslash podcast. There's a comment box at the bottom. Go in there and say, I'm struggling with this. Or on the other side, what's your biggest win? Like what's some of the best things you've experienced because of the isolation, the silver linings, right? My friend and I are talking about silver linings. I don't think this is silver linings. I think life is a silver lining. All of life is a silver lining. There is no silver lining. It's all spectacular if we are willing to look at it that way. There's opportunity in every single moment and choice in every single moment in how we choose to respond, see it, experience it. So send me your your messages. I really want to hear you. And seriously, if you're struggling with something, send me what you're struggling with. If I can help you, I will. I will put it through the podcast. I'll send you a note, but send me what you're struggling with. Lots of people are struggling right now. 
If you're finding yourself feeling anxious and lost or really need that connection right now, I've created a community. Go to fearitgoes.com and sign up or send me a note and say, I'm looking for the community. For the first couple of weeks, I am running this mastermind class free, absolutely open to whomever wants to join. It's a weekly meeting with tools, guidance, and connection with others. And I want to be totally upfront with you. So if it's something that you find valuable, there's a nominal fee that will come into play after the first couple of weeks. Come join us. We're here to support. And on that note, go and do something nice for someone today. Send them a nice note. Send them a nice handwritten note and have it and mail it. Something that says, I love you, or I care about you, or you're in my thoughts. That'd be really nice to receive, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you just love to get a handwritten note in your mailbox over this next month from someone that you care about, saying that they care about you too? What an act of kindness, simple and cost efficient. So a quick little plug here, if you need some help or some guidance, contact me. I have courses that can walk you through this and it's all online. So easy, easy to help you take advantage of this time, invest in you to really become a much stronger you coming out of this. And on that note, you beautiful, beautiful souls, may you have an absolutely extraordinary week and may something spectacular happen for you this week and may something spectacular happen through you for someone else this week. Bless you. Much love and love.